Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Knights of the Pageless Library. We are a little podcast dedicated to reviewing audiobooks. I am Ryan Knight. And I am Bo Knight. And today, if we sound completely different, it's because we're trying something completely different from our normal recording because we, uh, Bo's on vacation, I'm on vacation, we, yeah, technical issues. So hopefully this sounds okay, we're going to go ahead and do an episode anyways, and today we're going to be covering uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Rivals 2, More Frenemies Who Changed the World. Who are those narrated by? The Legend of Sleepy Hollow was written by Washington Irving and was narrated by the one we are listening to is by Anthony Heald, was narrated by Anthony Heald. And then Rivals was narrated by a whole bunch of people. Right. It's like an ensemble cast. Yeah. It's like actually a pretty big cast of people. So, um, these are both relatively short. These are also both um, available with your uh, Audible subscription. So they are free to you if you have an Audible subscription. Uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow is only an hour and 17 minutes. And Rivals 2 is only two hours and 14 minutes. So both pretty short books. Yeah, they're relatively short. So they're not going to take up a whole lot of your time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Let's talk so, about Sleepy Hollow first. Okay, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, which one you want to talk about first. So let's talk about that one first. <clears throat> uh, so, see. I don't... Go ahead. I don't really know a lot about, like, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow other than there's, like, a headless horseman. Uh, same, actually. Uh, and that there's a movie with uh, Johnny Depp in it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the movie. What the heck did was, they make the movie about? It was based on this story. Interesting. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. Yeah, I mean, do we even really want to talk about the story of this one? I mean, well, let's... Well, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, let's go through, like, the normal beats. So, like, what did you think about the narrator? Uh, actually, I thought he was, I thought Anthony Heald was okay, I think, for what he was given. Um, yeah, kind of like lullaby, though, like, I man, was, like, <laughs> driving at nighttime listeners, like, you're gonna crash your car. That was gonna be my next, probably, complaint, though, is that, uh, I, the first time I tried listening to this was on an airplane, and I fell asleep within 10 minutes. Like, oh, and I too. never fall asleep away on a plane. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, maybe a little um, monotone, I suppose. But, I mean, he's not really doing a whole lot of characters in this one. But, no. And I think a lot of it is not completely his fault. Because this is very, very, uh, like, poetic, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Like, I, wait, I don't know. The way this is written is very like poetry, which I mean makes sense because I think this is a very yeah first published in 1820. Is this the oldest book that we've done? 
I think so. Yeah, I, it's got to be. Yeah, Pub- first published in 1820. So, wow, that's pretty old. Yeah, the story actually of the book is set in 1790. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So, what do you think? You think this is pretty easy listening? No, absolutely not. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I'll, I'll save it. I have something else I want to say about that. But well, So, I don't think this is easy listening. I think that the... Once you understand what the story is, super simplistic story. But... What actual, is it even really about? That's what like, I was gonna say. But that, that's that's actually that's what I was gonna say. It's it like, out. It got it got done, and I was like, "Wait, what?" It's like, "What? What happened? What?" It, None of this makes any sense. No, this the overall arch of the story is super simple. You could probably sum it up in like a paragraph. But actually teasing out what the point of the book is was very difficult for me at least i don't think i ever figured it out and i think the the problem with that at least to me is because it's it's very poet poetry driven and poetry written so there is there's so much description on stuff that has no point to the story at all <laughs> like, i would say 95% of it is just talking about the town. Yeah, exactly. But but for no reason. Right. It also but exactly. Like, literally no purpose adds nothing to the story, I guess other than like a setting, but the setting isn't even really that relevant. No. Like, I don't it's know. really I, I I don't know. To to me, I'm sure some English teacher out there out there right now is pounding his desk and be like you freaking rubes didn't even understand <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Probably. This I didn't. I'm too this stupid, is a work of art. Yeah. This this book didn't have enough monster trucks and motorcycles to keep me interested. Exactly. I no. I I definitely agree though. Like this was, uh, it was just. I'm sure it is, for its time and stuff like that. It it might be something special. But to be but honest, it, listen to is it, it now, supposed like, to be scary? I would. I hope not, because because it's, it's not. not at all no like not at all like i've i've read more disturbing like children pop-up books <laughs> or like short reddit stories yeah two sentence horror is scarier than this right um all right so if it's not obvious let's go ahead and t- get into our recommendations uh so i'll allow you to go first uh, I did not enjoy this at all. I didn't understand it. Um, I don't... I, I guess, like, the only reason you'd really come to this is, like, for the sense of, like, a classic. But... Yes. I, I, I don't... I don't really know what the main draw here is. If you want to hear, like, a little, like, four sentences about the Headless Horseman, kind of, it's here? I guess it's amazing to me that okay. So uh, my recommendation also is a resounding no because uh, it's a waste I of an hour. It's interesting. 
uh, yeah, I didn't really find it interesting. I found it incredibly hard to follow. Like, in, like, painfully hard. And I was even trying. Like, <laughs> it's almost impenetrable. It blows my mind that the, the headless horseman, like, trope comes from this from book. This? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, it's, it, it literally is mentioned for, like, one sentence at, at the very, very, very end of the book. So, like, how, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't understand. Yeah, me neither. So, yeah, don't waste your time on the Headless Horseman, in my opinion. I agree. In my, in my opinion as well, I don't, I mean, if you have to, if your English teacher or something is going to make you listen or read this, oh, my God, good luck. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's... I mean, I would say we'll, you know, let's go ahead and spoil it. But there's not one, there's not enough meat here to really spoil. And two, the story itself can be summed up so quickly. It, it literally is about the what's his face, Ichabod Crane, moving to the town of Sleepy Hollow. And then he tries to, like, chase after the girl. I don't even know what her name is. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, Katrina, maybe? It, it, either sure. way, it's literally about this guy. He moves to this town to chase after this girl, and he doesn't even really do a whole lot during the story while he's there. Like like you said, most of it is descript- describing like a room in a building. That takes up like three paragraphs. Yeah, or like talking about people and the way they look. Yeah, or it's like, oh, and that's so-and-so. He's known as Bones because... And then it like goes into a description of the background of why this guy has his nickname. And it's like, that's... Yeah, it's I, not I, even I don't know how many times I like held my hands up when I was like, when is the freaking Headless Horseman going to show up? <laughs> yeah, and the only reason that's mentioned in the beginning is because there's like a rumor going around this town that there's a headless horseman who lost his head during the war. It was knocked off by a cannonball. And now he holds his head while he rides his horse around this town. But yeah, but it's, it's, just really a, explained, it's just a, it's just like ghost of why, why he is a ghost. Why is he evil? Like it doesn't really talk about that. doesn't talk about any of it. No, he was just some random Hessian soldier. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not it even like he's like any... an important general or anything. It's just that's some guy. Thing, that's that's what drove me nuts about this too. Is there was so much description on like he walks into the bar and talks about like, and then there was this you know roaring fire in the hearth, and above that on the mantle was this magnificent like it goes into all this detail about the the bar for like a whole freaking six paragraphs, but then it's like, oh yeah, and this, this headless horseman runs around here, but. Uh, who cares about that? Look at this it was, bar. It was like sweeping it under the rug, which I didn't really understand. Yeah. And then basically <laughs> at the end of the story, though, like Ichabod is chasing this girl. Like he's trying to get with this girl, get her to marry him or whatever they did back in the 1800s. And uh, like if I'm understanding this correctly, it doesn't work out for him. And he gets upset and he tries, tries to leave town. And the headless horseman attacks him, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. But like, 
That's Did he it. do something to provoke the headless horseman? Like I don't understand. I, I don't know. I I don't know. And maybe I'm just too stupid, but I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't read into the subtext. I guess not. I didn't read between the many, many, many descriptive lines. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't get it. Same. Um so yeah. Do you want to move uh, on to rivals now? I do. Let's talk about something that's actually entertaining. Really? Okay. So, uh, we also listened to Rivals 2, More Frenemies Who Changed the World. For anybody who's wondering why uh, I'm kind of talking about it that way, is we've also done Rivals 1, so please go back and listen to that episode, and then come back here. Um, This one is by Scott McCormick, and as I said, it's narrated by a whole slew of people. So, yeah, uh, I believe it came out. This one came out last year in 2019. Uh, as I said, it's two hours and 14 minutes long. Yeah. So, what did you think of the narration in this one from the cast? I think of- this one is substantially worse compared to the first one. I, I mean, I thought the first. First one, like, I remember I complained a lot about the first one, and I think I would probably have similar complaints about this. When I said let's talk about something that's actually entertaining, I meant in contrast to Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> okay. That's why I was confused. It's like, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just there's too many voices for me. There's too many, like, little chirps. Like, he's, like, making his own memes in his own book. Yeah. And I was not a fan. No. It really pulled me out of the story a lot of the time. Yeah. And like they they do this thing where it's like it's like the characters he's talking about are talking to you, and it's very jarring a lot of the time because the voices do not sound anything like they should, in my opinion. Uh yeah, I agree actually. Um and I was kind of disappointed like like when he does the the Nikola Tesla and Edison. The voices he uses for that, like the, those two, like voice actors, like whatever direction they got, was really bad. Well, yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking, honestly. And that was the story I was looking forward to the most, obviously. Me too. Because <laughs> I, I love a good Edison Tesla, you know, like telling okay, us let's, let's, the tale. Let's get through some of the stuff so I can talk about what I really think about this whole thing. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, was this one uh, easy to follow? Yes, because there's not much okay. here. I agree. Plus, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, this is a collection of like short stories um, explaining specific events in history. So, like the uh, Edison Tesla uh, rivalry and the um, uh, Chanel and Chaparelli. Uh, rivalry. That's that's basically all that's happening here. Is they're talking about those rivalries and basically explaining it to us as the listeners. Um, so yeah, kind it of. is pretty easy to follow. Um, would you say this one's easy listening? Yeah, sure. It, I mean, I would agree though with what you said. It, it it can be jarring when they're switching from talking to each other as characters to trying to talk to me as the listener. Yeah, and a lot of the time it makes no sense. Right, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. 
All right, so, so recommendation. I went first last time. Okay. Um, I mean, I think if you if you needed like a quick and dirty breakdown of some of these things, like if one of your teachers was like, it was like a Friday afternoon and they were like, by Monday, you need to tell me what went on between Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. By all means, yeah, go ahead and listen to this because it's quick and it gives you a relative description of the feud between these two people and like what took place in history between these two people. However, the way it's done, I agree with you. Like, there was a couple things that I thought were funny, like, but I kind of have the same complaints I had about the first one is like just too much of it. I felt like pulled me out of the actual history lesson into, like you said, uh, making his own memes and stuff like that. Okay, my recommendation is a resounding no. Don't check this okay. out. The, one of the, the big issues I have with this is he makes it seem like he's going to do a deep dive on these things, and he goes barely surface level, like front page of Wikipedia stuff. He like barely skims the top off of what happened. Yeah, I agree. And that really, really bothered me. Like when he was talking about Edison and Tesla, he really didn't have a whole lot to say about their rivalry. He maybe said what one paragraph of them actually competing. And it was more just a history of those two individuals lives. Sure. I that, didn't appreciate that. Is that. True. that is I true. Especially when that. you're talking and about the, the book is considered, you know, that's why it's called rivals. So yeah, you're right. And I didn't like the, the fashion one. It, they didn't sound like rivals at all. They didn't even sound like they knew each other really even existed. I didn't understand why he like put that in the book at all. It didn't really sound like they were rivals. He even mentioned that like, oh, well, history never really thought of them as rivals. It's like, so why did you talk about them? Like, yeah. he really didn't even Not talk weird. about like them competing. He just talked about their own lives. And the one with uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, he did, which is which is one of my favorite ones. But it's still the book is still like it has it's mostly like memes and like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Remember, I said that. And it's not right. it's not really a history lesson. Like you would learn more from drunk history than you would this. Yeah. And drunk history is hilarious. So, yeah. And this to me, this is like this is like a it's like trying to like half be a comedy book and half educational and it doesn't succeed at either. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of taking the worst of both parts. I agree because and I, I think, too, that the Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali one in this book was my favorite as far as the way it was done. But, yeah, like, but how you can you screw up you... Edison and Tesla, which is like one of my yeah. favorite things in the world? And you made me not care. Like what? Yeah. That's true. I, I, I don't know. Like it, it between the two books, it seemed like he doubled down on the meaniness. And I, that's the part I didn't like. Which, to be honest, is becoming more and more of a prevalent problem in our time. And it is what driving is going on? me insane. Like, I, I'm going to make I'm a bold statement saying, right now. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, all, like, all audiobook creators. Memes don't work in an audio format. No. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, exactly. Memes are a visual thing. Like, what are you doing? 
Well, that's just it. Maybe that's I'm where... the idiot and and freaking they made 85 billion off this book or something. But I didn't enjoy it at all. It was uh, like it's only two hours and it felt like a slog. Like I was like forcing myself to listen to it. Yeah. I don't think I had quite as bad of a time with it, but I definitely agree that I think this one was I don't think this was as good as the first one, and I did not actually considerably like the first one. So Yeah, you didn't like the first one at all. I thought the first one's okay. It's good. It's I think the first one is good. I, I think the first one at least like the much history better. is in the first one. Like there's actually right. like good history notes. And I know and I understand this is aimed more at a younger audience, but I think that that, and and I get it, the younger audience, they love the memes, but if you're aiming this at a younger audience there, Mr. McCormick, um, since I know you listened last time to our first review, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I kind of hope he doesn't makes, listen to this one. Well, I think it makes it that much more important, though, that you hit those those key historical notes, you know, that you're make that the more important part. Like you said, don't don't try to split it between comedy and history. You can you can achieve both, but I think getting the history part is very important in something like this. Uh yeah, I totally saying, agree. I'm not I'm not saying he even got any of the history wrong. I'm saying go more into it. Like give give me a lot of information about these people. Yeah, exactly. And if you if you're gonna make it about their rivalry, like talk about the specific things they did to each other. Sure. Yeah, that's the point. Not, not, not just like them coexisting in the same space and like competing for the same right. things. That's not a rivalry. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Did not enjoy either of the books that we picked this time. Yeah. That was my fault. <laughs> That's okay. It happens. Don't worry, Mr. McCormick. I see you got another one on here. Uh, Pirates, Scoundrels Who Shook the World. This is the book three in the Rival series, so might have to set our sights on that one at some point. Mm, okay. Maybe he can uh, redeem himself on that one. Because this is like a big series, I think, that he's making. Is it popular? Uh, uh, let me put it this way. I'm looking at Audible right now, and we are definitely not in the norm. This has like four and a half stars out of 1,800 reviews. Okay, but 12,000 of those reviews are bots. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Could be. Could be. Are most of them just all like five full... stars, and they're like, great. Yes, it's, it's full five stars, yeah. Yeah, those those are bots. Because most of the time when I'm like, man, I don't like this book, and I look at the reviews, it has good reviews, but then you actually read somebody who wrote a review, they almost always agree. Like, I almost always agree with what they have to say. Right. Well, let's, uh, let's quit beating this headless horseman. Um, what, what are we going to... electric horse. <laughs> uh what are we gonna do next time uh i think the what was that book called freaking it's a wonderful wife yeah it's a wonderful wife 
So that would be that'll probably be our Christmas special, I think. Yeah, should come out like right around Christmas. Yeah, we'll try to aim for that one to come out right around Christmas. Um, Again, apologize to anybody who's been, you know, we're because we know we're slacking and we're trying not to, but it's just it's not slacking. It's like I just don't have a computer right now, and so it just makes things a lot more complicated. Sure. Um, but we got we got some plans for uh, for 2021, so hopefully look forward to that. Um, but yeah, I think the next one will be It's a Wonderful Wife, and that's W-I-F-E, for anybody wondering what I'm actually saying. Um, and then we might be able to squeeze out one more before the end of the year. Um, we just have no idea what we're going to do it about. So We still have to do The Parasite. Like the finale. Yes, we do need to finish finish up Parasite. So, which that might just have to happen without uh, without your buddy involved at this point. So. Yeah, but I would really like to be able to have notes in front of me when I do that. Uh, yeah, that was gonna say that's the other hard part. Yeah, it would be good if you can if you could look at the notes too. So that one might have to wait until beginning of next year, unfortunately. Yeah. The exciting conclusion, conclusion that everybody's waiting for. Yeah, I know. People are on the edge of their seat, so. <laughs> He's on the edge of his seat. <laughs> yeah, we have, there are dozens of us. <laughs> there are five of us. But. All right. I think we can wrap this one up here. Uh, so thank you, anyone, for listening. Uh, again, if you guys have like suggestions for another anime, uh, if you just want to uh, email us about anything, you can do that, kotpl.pod at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. Uh, you can go over YouTube, leave me a comment over there. That one works pretty good, too. Uh, but yeah, so uh, with that, we hope to catch everybody in the next one.